Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us at episode 223 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. We don't have Damon at the moment, <laughs> but yet going to have him he's, later. Yeah. Go ahead, he, sorry, he's we, working on dad stuff because, yeah. you know, being a dad comes first. <laughs> we did. We, we are recording this on Father's Day, which was very inconsiderate of all of us to ourselves. <laughs> we, we, we should have talked about it, but we did. <laughs> well, you, you might have heard a different voice laughing in the background there. That's because we do have a, a guest on the show. We, we do have Derek from from DVC Resale Market, who we have not had on in quite a while. And they've been trying to replace Derek with all these other people that are coming on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Much to our chagrin, you know, we Derek sent, Derek sent me an email and he's like, he's like, so I'm going to have someone else manage the relationship with you guys. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, Derek? Are we finally rid of you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. So thank you guys for for having me on my uh, home away from home. So, yeah, I, yeah. I love being here and happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are out there. So, yes, yeah. definitely right. happy Father's yeah. Day. I. I actually Googled this morning. I was like, does everywhere celebrate Father's Day? Or is it like a very like North American thing? Because I knew Canada, like I knew you guys did it, Trevor. But I was like, yeah, is this like a universal thing? Or is it is it just like here? Right. And, I, you know, it turns out that it's like us, Canada and United Kingdom, like all celebrate at the same time. And then other places celebrated at different times. So I'd learn something new today. I like learning new things every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Wait till you get to Arbor Day, Tom. Arbor Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always get thrown off because Trevor's got different, you know, he's got a different Thanksgiving and a di- it, I mean, it's the same kind of holidays, but we have different names. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you have a different Memorial Day, right? It's like uh, yeah. um, Remembrance yeah. Day in November. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always yep. get thrown off by these things. <laughs> Pesky Canadians. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, I you know we always have new listeners. So, uh, you know, if you want to give your 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 uh, one minute elevator speech of oh, yeah. uh, of your background and what you do at DVC Resale Market, and if you haven't heard Derek on the show before, I mean, it's it's been a while. I think we, since we had you on, I, I don't remember the last time we've had you. But I think a couple of months, yeah, probably a couple of months. So, yeah, I'll uh, give you a quick, uh, you know, 45-minute elevator speech about myself. And You could probably uh, give yeah. us a 45-minute background, I feel like. I feel like, I you, I, you know, we verged on that at times. So I will, I will keep it so quick and clean. <laughs> Hi, my name is Derek. I like uh, long walks in the rain. Uh, I, I'm a Scorpio. Uh, no, it, I, I, I work on the Disney beach for like, you live, I mean, you know, you live in Florida. <laughs> what of the beach? <laughs> of course. I worked at Disney for like 20 years, sold DVC for like 20 years. I've been an owner of DVC for like 20 years. So, yeah, I love what I get to do. And here at the DVC resale market, seriously, we just get to help you buy it. We help you sell it. That's what we do. So that's what we always stress, uh, you know, from the from the mountaintops is just, you know, do your research, you know, and DVC is the greatest thing on the planet. I love my DVC. I've had it again for like 20 years. 
But again, do your research. And that's why folks wind up with us because we are the number one company in the whole entire world. So yeah, just do your research. Come out to us with any questions that you may have about buying or selling DBC. And that is exactly what we're here for. That's it. Yeah. So uh, that's that's great. Uh, so, you know, do you want to give us like a, a just kind of like an update of where the what the DVC resale? I want to say DVC resale market, not meaning your company, but the actual marketplace for DVC yeah. is looking right now for resale specifically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so buy. <laughs> I mean, it's I time to buy. I know. <laughs> I well, Trevor and I, it. I can tell you, Trevor and I both have alerts on the app right now, like mm-hmm. j- for certain yeah. contract. Like we both have, like I've got an alert. I've got the DVC resale market app on my phone, and I have alerts for Animal Kingdom contracts in in a March use year or April use yeah. year. Sorry. So uh, yeah, I, I and I know Trevor does too for what for Poly contracts, right? Tre- I mean, yeah, for Poly for June is what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. and so, it, it it truly is kind of the. The best of both worlds. I mean, I hate because I hate coming across like I'm not a salesperson. I literally try to help people uh, uh, have the most magical vacations that they possibly can. But truly now, I mean, now is the time to buy because for two reasons. I mean, prices are fantastic. And you're also going to have Disney's not buying any contracts back. That is the most important thing. This time, you know, 12 months ago, six months ago. Disney was buying contracts back, you know, 30, 40% of them. Disney was buying contracts back. So at least now people go, oh my God, I get to get an amazing deal and I don't have to, you know, lose sleep at night wondering if Disney is going to buy my contract back during the, you know, ROFR, which is the uh, right of first refusal for those that don't know. So yeah, it's really such a great, great time to be able to buy. So yeah, that's... That's what it that's what it comes down to. Got it. Got it. So I, I do I do have a couple of questions for you. Go ahead, Trevor. Were you gonna say something? I apologize. Yeah, actually. So I, I was gonna ask, or I guess the first lead in question on that is um, you know, if if Disney's not doing buybacks, um are you seeing any kind of shift in price per point because of that? Like are people going lower or higher generally on on what they're listing contracts yeah. for and what contracts are selling for. I guess. Yeah, you're 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 always going to have you know some wiggle room when it comes to actually you know selling it and being able to buy it. So usually that wiggle room, I tell people it might be anywhere from two dollars to ten dollars per point, kind of depending on the seller. Uh, and again, every seller is different, and I try to tell people like a seller's not going to take you know twenty. less per point just because they have no reason to, you know, we have with us, I think it's 80% of listings sell within 30 days or less. So it's like, you know, a seller has no reason to take a, you know, super low ball offer, but you're always going to have wiggle room unless, unless it's that, you know, listing of, you know, under a hundred points or less. That's where a buyer or a seller will put on that, stipulation they'll put that thing that says you know full price offers only so that's where if you're looking at a you know oh look it's a 75 point extended old key west contract it will say you know full price offers only 
So what happens in that case when these listings are, you know, under a hundred points, it's the first full price offer will get that listing. So people will make an offer and they might make an offer of $10, $20, $30 less a point, but they're not going to get that listing because the first full price offer will come in and actually get that listing. So yeah, there's always going to be some wiggle room on that, you know, when it comes to listings. So usually I like to tell folks, you know, two bucks, maybe 10 bucks, depending, you know, the bigger the listing, it's going to have a little bit more wiggle room per se. But again, at the end of the day, it is up to that seller. It is up to the seller because I have sold, you know, many times in the same day, uh, within an hour, you'll have one seller will take $2 less per point, And then a seller for a similar listing will take, you know, $10 less per point. So at the end of the day, it's up to that particular seller. All right. I, I got a few questions there. Sorry, Trevor. Were you going to say something? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you for the, that makes sense. Um, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I was looking, we talked about this, I think maybe last episode or two episodes ago where DVC is, uh, kind of doing some heavy discounts for direct purchases mm-hmm. and and our friends over at, at uh, dvc news had had mentioned that with uh the couple things that they're doing like the 1500 dollars welcome home discount sure. and then um some other things you could you could get into grand flirtian for as low as 161 a point and you know yep. we were looking we were looking at uh at the resale market and that's not far off i no. and so my from what resale is going for so i guess my question is um, does that kind of thing have an effect on on your prices? And do you think that Disney's doing this specifically, or DVC's doing this to you know to kind of take some away from the resale market? Like, or are they just wanting more direct sales? They're not really thinking about resale. I don't know. They will always want. <laughs> they, will, they, will, they will. They will always want more, more direct sales. sales. Yeah. And again, and I'm not trying to be corny. I'm not trying to be you know cliche. Seriously, if it works out that if it's best for you to buy direct, and sometimes in some cases it is buy direct, we will literally, yeah. I will give you the name of my, you know, fantastic friends that work over at Disney Vacation Club where I work for 20 years. If it makes sense for you to buy direct, buy direct. That is what I love most about my job is being able to truly at the end of the day say what works best for you. If it works best for you to buy resale, great. We'll give you all the reasons to go ahead and buy resale. If it makes sense for you, if there's some crazy Grand Floridian deal that's going on, then buy direct from Disney. Like truly, because we know that you're going to add on points. And when you add on points, if you leave us with a you know great you know feeling and a great taste in your mouth, then you can add on points with us down the road. But yeah, it's like don't I mean Disney will sometimes they always want you to feel that FOMO. You know, they always want you to feel the you know the the fear of missing out of you know yeah. being able to say if you don't buy from us, you know, we're probably gonna open a resort on the moon in you know 2033 <laughs> and <laughs> and you joke about that, but I feel like you're predicting the future. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh god, I gotta buy 
Disney points for two hundred and you know fifteen dollars a point because they're opening that place on the moon. Like <laughs> I get it, it's about FOMO, but for us, it it just at the end of the day, just research. Research is key. Research is why you know again we sold almost a hundred million dollars last year was just from people that do their research and realize and say, hey, you know what? I want to buy the resort that I need, not the resort that Disney, you know, necessarily, you know, tells me to buy. But at the end of the day, it's like, we will literally tell you, we have no qualms telling you we're not going to pressure you either way. If it makes sense for you to buy direct, by God, then just go ahead and buy, buy direct. You know, we, we we have no problems with that, but yeah, you know, did, Disney will always have, you know, some kind of deal that comes in and then comes comes out. And right now it's a it's a crazy deal for the for the Grand Floridian. You know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. 161 Mm -hmm. a point is crazy if you can get it down to that. Right. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's interesting, though. Uh, I was looking at this and Trevor, I don't know if you did you have another question before we switch off here? (laughs) No, I'm good. No, to your point, though, I'm a big fan of the strategy and because this is what I did. And I, Trevor, this is what you did, too, is, you know, I bought my first contract direct and then I bought my additional contracts resale. Right. Like that just makes sense to me to do it that way. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, you get you get the best of both both worlds. You get your direct benefits and you also get, you know, the much cheaper prices of having resale. So, yeah, to your point, Derek. Yeah, like that's that's totally a strategy, I think, uh, that that uh, new DVC members should uh, should take. So, um. So I was going to ask you, Derek, this is out of left field because we did not prepare you at all for the questions that we're peppering you with here, uh, <laughs> which I like. Uh, Good. So, I like it. Here we go. So interesting, right? So like we when we talked to Jody a couple episodes ago, which is now is more than a month ago, um, you know, she felt like that maybe DVC was going to have a hard time selling the new Disneyland hotel yeah. uh, just because of the transient taxes and, and all of the other weirdness from there. But I'm reading through DVC news here that it seems like they they started off strong. But the the thing I want to ask you about is my assumption was when this place started going on sale that the Grand California points were going to like crash, right? Like that the price is going to go down. But it seems like the opposite has happened and they've spiked. Like because I'm I'm seeing now that Grand California went from 257 in April to 318 in May. Man. What is that about? It's insane. I mean, we had so many people. And now I think I'm looking, I think we have nine Grand Cal listings totally. I think we have nine. Wow. Yeah, nine. Is that not a lot? I mean, you guys usually have more than that? or No, it's when that, when the Disneyland Tower went on sale, it was, we <laughs> would list a Grand Cal and it was a fight. I mean, it was literally, it would be sold within you know, one hour, like boom, boom, wow. boom at full asking price, oh, wow. bidding wars. It was absolutely insane what happened with the Grand Cal. And that's what people had is like people looked and said, you know what? I I love Disneyland. I want to be able to go out there. I'm going to buy. But that transient tax, man, that just killed. It just killed people. And mentally, like no one wanted to, you know, be able to say. And I just talked with someone earlier today that was like, I was looking at the Grand Cal or I was looking at, you know, the Disneyland Tower. And I'm kind of going back and forth. And I looked and said, my God, for like a week stay, like Derek, I would have to pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars it was like three four five six 
$1,200 to be able to stay at the Disneyland Tower on top of my dues, on top of my, you know, points being able to do it. And that's why the Grand Cal, I mean, honestly, if you've ever been to Disneyland, there's no place like the Grand Cal. I mean, to be able to Wait. walk up as nice <laughs> as the Disneyland Tower is, it's beautiful. It's going to be brand new. It's going to have that new car smell. It's going to be fantastic. The Grand Cal, I mean, you literally walk out the back of the resort and you're at Disneyland. Like You're right there. It is absolutely insane. So that's why prices have, you know, gone nuts because just because people look and say, my God, you know, this is where I want to stay. Like, I want to go to Disneyland. I always tell people, like, listen, here's the deal. If you buy DVC and you live and you primarily visit Disneyland, you know, you need to own the Grand Cal. Like, I'm not just saying that because it's, you know, expensive per point, but but you need to own it because there's one. There is one. When you come to the East Coast and be able to vacation on the East Coast, great. You've got like, what, 10, 11 different DVC resorts to be able to pick and choose from at that seven-month window. When you go out to Disneyland, you got one. And there's only one Grand Cal. So that is why it is always, always, always going to be, you know, more per point. That's why it's always going to be so insanely popular. And that's why it is always going to have people, you know, that look to say, hey, you know what? I'm an owner. I have tried for years to get into the Grand Cal. It's seven months. I can't get in. So I'm going to buy a contract of maybe 100 points or maybe 125 points just so every other year I've got that 11-month window to be able to book to get into because you just can't stress enough how how hard it is to get into the Grand Cal. Yeah, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, to your point, I bet some people were waiting. Like Trevor, right? Like this happened to you, Trevor. You were waiting for this to go on sale. And then once you saw the details, you were like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. that. So, like, so actually, yeah. Yeah, kind, of, kind of to your point, Derek, is what happened with us was we – we we were really looking at the Disneyland Tower, but then yeah, the transient tax thing came through, and that just put a really bad taste in our mouth because, yeah. like you said, it was you know hey for for a week stay there, it it feels less like staying on points and more like well I'm just getting like a discounted room because you're still paying that couple hundred dollars in transient tax, right? It is it is and truly Trevor. It is the the thing that I shout from the rooftops for you know over twenty years is like the best thing about DBC is you check out and your room bill is zero. Yeah, your, exactly. Your room bill is zero. That is the best thing. If you're staying at the Polynesian for you know which is normally you know eight hundred bucks a night plus you know twelve percent tax and blah blah blah, it doesn't matter. You check out as a DBC mm -hmm. member, your room bill is zero. If I was going to stay at the Disneyland Tower and checking out and say, oh, here's my room bill and it's 500 bucks, I'd be like, wait a second. And I pay dues on top of that? Like, no. Yeah, it, it, it takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So so the funny thing is, is that um, so back to how we mentioned earlier that we're in the market for another poly contract was the the Disneyland Tower actually made a switch gears that we decided what made sense for us was we were going to get more points at the poly. So that's what we're looking for right now. And then the intent is, is that from time to time we will go to Disneyland and we, we may stay at the Disneyland tower and just accept that the transient tax is a thing, right. but it's not going to be every year, or every other year. So we, we we realized that it was better to 
further invest in the current properties instead of the new property. And I think that kind of reinforces what you were saying about the Grand Californian as well, is that the Disneyland Tower has just made people invest more in the current properties, yeah. which is very funny because it, it kind of backfired, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, Although- yeah, kind of. Yeah. And I just saw your offer, Trevor, for the thousand point Polynesian contract. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. No, that, that, we're not doing that today. <laughs> not today, well, sorry. Trevor, Trevor <laughs> you will delete. No problem. <laughs> are you only going to stay at the old Polynesian or will you stay at the new building when it's open? Like, are you, well, are you I, open to the new building or no? I think that depends on how it's offered up because I'm, yep. I'm getting the vibe that it's going to be like another Boulder ridge copper creek kind of I situation think, you think yeah, so? I it's think not going to be like grand floridian i no. mean no no yeah no i think yeah. so i and, and, i, and I think fine. it's going to be yeah i think trevor yeah exactly it's going to be a whole new condo association it's going to have the restrictions tied into it again if i had a nickel for every time i'm asked that every single day because you know again people are looking at buying the polynesian can i buy it to stay in the new place i would just think it's going to be a whole new association it's going to have a whole new expiration date that's that's what i think but man i mean still i was just the other day looking online because i was like god i got a few more points and let me see what's available like the month of like july and i just went on and just looked and i was like oh my god there's a polynesian for like one night and i was like i think i want to (laughs) go i think i want to (laughs) go And I'm like 20 minutes away. So I'm like, I just want one night at the Polynesian because that is that is hands well, down. My, that's yeah. my jam, man. That's I love the poly. I love yeah. it. So and, it's it's super strange seeing it because we just went. My wife and I went to Epcot last night to just walk around. And, you know, because when you live close, you're like, OK, you know what? We'll leave the we'll leave the kids at home and let's just go to Epcot. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah. went to Epcot last night and walking around and seeing the construction at the poly is like, it's crazy. It's like we said, we remember because we got married there at the wedding pavilion in 1996. We remember like it was all beach. It was like, you could go from mm-hmm. the grand Floridian all the way to the Polynesian. And it was just beach. Like there was nothing there. And now it's like, we look and we go, Oh my God. Now there's, you know, the grand Floridian uh, villas are right there. A whole new building that, didn't exist and now you have this other polynesian building that's coming that's it's just crazy yeah it's not yeah. Well, well trevor whether or not you'll buy into it or not will you actually stay there or are you going to be like a polycurist well, and stay only at the poly <laughs> so so yeah the, the, and and i i i almost i feel like i shouldn't say this too loud and i know i'm saying this on a podcast for people here <laughs> that's right but, no one's listening to this now <laughs> but it, it feels like us staying at the poly because of where the buildings are for dvc and everything we kind of feel like it's a secret spot for like nobody knows how you can get over to the ttc and oh, yeah. and all that so it's like i don't actually want to stay over at the new building necessarily because it doesn't it doesn't connect to everything the same way that the current poly buildings do. And, and Fair. like Derek, Fair. you kind of know what I'm talking about, right? Like, like everything's very accessible. And I feel like the building on the other side won't be as accessible. And that's actually a lot of what makes me feel like I don't even really need to stay there. Even if uh, like, even on a seven month. Right? I know like, there there's, there's something Trevor, which exactly like, I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, there's something about, 
staying in a place that was built in, you know, 1971. <laughs> like there's something about yeah. staying there that you're like, I'm at the poly. And I was I'm thinking at the place the that the Beatles like, broke up, right? Like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Not in the DVC like, rooms, just so we're clear. not in the DVC, <laughs> the main hotel, main hotel. But still, yeah. still. <laughs> and it's like you wonder how, like, how is it going to work with transportation? Like, how is it going to work with like boats? How is it going to work with a monorail? Like, is it another monorail stop? Like, there's a lot that I just, you know, am not a fan of, just because I love that feeling of just, you know, being at the poly. And I always tell people, I say, if there's one resort that I could go to for just one night, like, what is it? And I feel like the poly is that resort that you feel like you're 100% at Disney. Like there's no if, ands, buts about it. You look across the water, you see Cinderella Castle, you look, you see the monorail, you see the, the contemporary, pageant. you see the Grand Floridian. Like it is a hundred percent Disney that if you were going to send someone to say, you know, Hey, where am I? Like I'm at Disney. As much as I love the boardwalk, I love the boardwalk. I love the beach club. People still to this day may not even know where that is. I mean, I talk to people every day that are like, I've never even been to that boardwalk or beach club area, or I've never seen Crescent Lake, or I've never seen every Mm -hmm. single human being on the planet Earth (laughs) knows when you're at the Polynesian. There will never be. And I tell people to this day, and that's what I love is like, you're literally like if you're buying the poly, like dude, you literally are buying a place. There will never be a place directly across from Cinderella Castle. You'll never, ever, ever have. I don't even care if the new, you know, building, whatever it is, the original poly to sit there in that pool, to stand there on that beach and to look at yeah, the original, like, oh, it's it's just a vibe. Like it's unreal, just, man. It's yeah, it's just such a vibe. But I, I'm gonna make a bet back to your monorail comment. Um, I'm 100% betting on it's gonna be exactly like the Grand Californian that the monorail runs right through the Grand Californian, and you get excited oh, going, yeah. "Ooh, the monorail's here!" But it actually it doesn't stop at the Grand Hotel, <laughs> right? Yeah, you, 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 you got to walk like like five minutes the opposite direction to actually yep. get to the stop. Yep. It's going to be the same kind of thing. Is that you know people staying at the new tower are going to be like, "Ooh, there's the monorail," and then they realize, "Oh, I either got to walk to the Grand Floridian or I got to walk over to the Poly to use the monorail." Hundred percent. It's going to be shared transportation. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And I, all the more reason to buy a resale contract. They only mm-hmm. okay. uh, <laughs> yep, there I, we go. <laughs> just to go back to the tower at Disneyland. So uh, our friends over at DVC News reported that uh, in the first two weeks of sales, that eleven hundred and fifty-one deeds were recorded for one hundred and forty-seven thousand points. I don't know if that's good or not, but they're they're saying that that's pretty good for the first two weeks. So, <laughs> but I, I'm curious, Derek. Do you feel the same way as Jody? At like some point, they're going to have a hard time selling over at Disneyland hotel, or do you think that's, there's just been so much pent up demand that people are going to look past the transit tax stuff? No, I think they will absolutely have a problem selling. And I say that just because I remember, you know, working there, excuse me for, you know, 20 some years, it was always what you want to leave your guests with is zero indecision. Now they have so many properties that disney is selling it's honestly 
comical. It is the worst case scenario, meaning, you know, people, what you don't want a guest to say is, wow, this is fantastic. I love the club. I just need to go home and think about it. Yeah, I did. I just need to go home and I just want to figure out which resort is going to be best for me. That is the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is, you know, when I'm selling is like, listen, if you're a guest and you're here at Walt Disney World, we are selling the Grand Floridian, right? That's it. Now they literally are selling the Grand Floridian. They're selling Riviera. They will soon be selling Polynesian. They are selling Alani, which they will to the year, you know, uh, 3042. Uh, They're always Mm. going to be selling that. And then you throw in the Disneyland Tower. So you throw in all this stuff that guests, it just gives them too much to think about, you know, and that's with us. It's just always that thing like, hey, research is key. Like, take your time. Do your research. We want you to buy what you need. That's the most important thing that we always stress. Every single agent here will always say, hey, what do you need to buy? Not just what do you need to buy? When you're a direct guide for, you know, Disney World, it's you get paid more (laughs) to sell whatever that active live product is. So if you know, however, you're with a guest that says, you know what? I really love the beach club. Uh, That's going to be best for me. That's a resort I primarily want to be able to stay at. Uh, They will sell it to you or try to sell it to you, but they don't get paid as much as if they sold you Riviera as if they sold you the Grand Floridian. So that's always keep that in mind that with us, that's what I love about it is just being able to, you know, get the guest to what they need. Like not just the, you know, $215 resort that Disney wants you to buy. It's just what is going to be best for you? Because there's some guests that's, there's some guests that say, God, we love again. The Beach Club, you know, that's where we want to buy. So uh, if I had a nickel for every time I always hear. So we love the Beach Club, but I see that you guys have some uh, contracts for Vero Beach for like, you know, $50 a point. So So I think I want to buy Vero and say, I'm like, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) Don't. Like it is truly about finding what is best for you. And there's some resorts that truly are so important to be able to buy to be able to book at that you know 11 month window 10 month window versus the seven month window if you're not you know gonna book far out if you're like hey i book you know five months out four months out three months out then just buy saratoga i mean honestly saratoga is always the the best bang for the buck in terms of dues in terms of deed in terms of you know price in terms of you know selection you're going to be able to find just do that but it, it for us here at the dbc resale market it's all about just you know let us help you find what you need not just you know buy whatever the hot resort is you know yeah that day that's it i've got i've got two more questions but trevor i don't know if you have any questions i'm, nope, I'm no, sorry i'm, I don't, I don't I'm want good to right now yeah so, so derek just let's you know talk i don't know couple months down the line here not probably a couple months probably longer than that so when when the villas at disneyland hotel when those contracts start hitting the resale market you i'm assuming you you, based on your feelings they're going to be priced lower than grand cal right just based on 
Grand Cal's proximity to, oh, even yeah. though they're going to have a longer contract yeah. length. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like when Riviera sellers, you know, come to us to, you know, be able to sell. It's always because it's got the restrictions that Disney put on it. Right. So it's, you know, when you buy, in case anyone wants to know, disclaimer, uh, when you buy a Riviera contract on the resale market, you could only use points at the Riviera, right? So therefore, people that look around to say, I want to buy a DVC contract. Oh, there's the Riviera. That looks awesome. Well, I just want to remind you that you could only use it there. Versus any other Disney Vacation Club resort, you could use at all the Disney Vacation, right? The original 14 Disney Vacation Club Resort. So when when sellers come to us with their Riviera contracts, it's you know it sometimes can be a, a a painful conversation. Just you know saying, okay, so we're gonna list it for XXX, and they're like, oh my god, I bought it for you know two hundred some dollars a point, and we're telling them that you got to list it for one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty dollars a point, and they're like, well, why? And we're like, well, because Disney put that restriction on it that you know a buyer can only ever stay at riviera and the whole point of disney vacation club that's what people love about it is being able to say oh my god i own this resort but i could stay at you know 14 other disney vacation club properties so a riviera seller is just going to be tough and the same thing is going to happen to the disneyland tower it usually takes tom like about like a year, you know, usually. Yeah, about a year. Okay. Yeah, about a year. And, you know, it's never fun because no one ever buys a contract and, you know, wants to sell it within a year or even two years or even three years. You know, when they do sell it, it's usually, you know, times of duress. I have to sell this. My lifestyle change or I'm going through a divorce or whatever it is. But, yeah, we're going to have to tell them that, you know, that that value it's just not going to be what it was when they bought it and that's where we you know we we tell people here it's like listen if you buy a contract in saratoga okay so buy it from us like you know it's a whatever 120 dollars a point when you turn around and sell it it's probably going to be around that price versus you know buying something from disney for 200 plus dollars a point so no one ever buys a contract. And I always tell people, and I see people on, you know, uh, Facebook groups and I see people all the time like, oh, we just bought and, you know, we have no intention of selling. Nobody has intention of selling their DVC contract. I mean, truly no one does, but life happens. There is a reason that we sold $95 million of DVC last year is because life happens and that's what we're here to do whether it happens in one year whether it happens in five years 20 years whatever but it but it happens and people have to sell their contract and that's why nick started this company was you know so many years ago it was just so many people would say well what happens if i have to sell it and there was no alternative there was no like i don't know call disney and see what they say so here at least you know you're able to deal with people that worked at Disney and, you know, get that same Disney experience, whether you're, you know, buying or, or selling it. Cause again, selling it is not 
anything that anyone thinks of when they actually buy their contract, but it happens. It happens every single day. All right. You know, um, I I do feel like I, I understand what you're saying, Derek, but I feel like those people that are selling the Disneyland hotel um, probably I, I feel like resale buyers maybe won't be as turned off as the Riviera only because of the fact that there's only two options in California. That's true. Yeah. And, oh, and right. I, I guess, yeah. I guess because if, you know, if, if you, if it's like, well, you can only stay here. It's like, well, fine. I'm going to Disney anyway, or going to, to Disneyland, Disneyland anyway. anyway. <laughs> okay. But um, I, I feel like it's worse at the, at the Riviera. Again, this is just a perception thing. I guess, you know, we'll see how it plays out in a year when, when contracts start showing up. But um, I just feel like the perception is worse at Riviera because, like you said, there is all these other resorts around it. And it's like, no, no, you can only stay at this one, right? So <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's just my take on it. So Good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, people that out there at Disneyland, they need options to be able to use their, you know, DVC points to be able to stay there for. And again, I think I maybe mentioned this on a show, you know, 34 years ago when I was on. <laughs> Feels uh, like we've been on like, for that long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember like selling the Grand Californian when it first came live and it was a live product. It was this and then it was Animal Kingdom. I think were the two live products that Disney was selling and nobody wanted to buy the Grand Cal. I mean, no one. This was discounted so heavy it was insane people were buying the grand cal if you bought like 200 points with the discount it was like 90 dollars a point like 80 dollars a point it was like you know they were paying vacation club guides more to sell the grand cal than if you sold animal kingdom i mean it truly was this thing where it was like god no one wanted to buy it and you're like talking to people and say well you want to buy the grand cal and they're like no we live on the east coast you know we're gonna go to florida no one wanted to buy the grand cal and now you look at it and these buy and i talk to them every day these sellers are like yeah we bought our grand cal it was like i think 95 dollars a point and they're selling it for like 300 dollars a point now that's that's it's insane it's insane and they loved it they've used it They've loved it. Like I always tell people, I bought my, you know, boardwalk points. I think I paid, God, 80 some dollars a point. I think back in like 1999, I think I paid like I could turn around and sell mine for, you know, 120, 130, you know, dollars per point. And it's like, but I I never will because I'm constantly out of points. I'm literally stalking people and like, oh, I see you have points that are expiring. Can I can I buy them from you for like because I just want to go. Like you have people that sell their contracts and they look at this and go, God, you know what? I've enjoyed, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years of vacations. And I'm turning around and actually making money off of it. Like not that I always stress to people, like it's not a you know financial thing. Like you don't buy it to be like, oh, I'm going to make money off of my you know DVC. But the point is, at the end of the day, and anybody listening <laughs> want to stress, if you have not bought Disney Vacation Club, you know, pull over to the side of the road, and I just want to stress, you're giving Mickey your money anyway. You are spending 
money renting hotel rooms that go up on average 10 to 20% each year plus 12.5% sales tax. So if you don't have Disney Vacation Club, you're still taking the exact same vacations, but you can't call Disney up in seven years and say, God, these trips have been fantastic. Can I get any money back? Is there any way that I can get any money back? No, no. Okay, click. At least with this, you have something. You have something tangible. You own it. You're staying in the best resorts that you could possibly stay in. You're staying in deluxe resorts for what people pay to stay at like moderate resorts. Like someone just told me that they stayed at Port Orleans and it was $399 a night to stay at Port Orleans. Pay that for Grand Cal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It kills me. me. So at least with this, you own something and your trips are going to be better. You know what I mean? That's, at the end of the day, that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know, I wish I did this sooner is the thing I could have sold 10,000 T-shirts on is uh, the mantra of Disney Vacation Club. But again, I'm sorry, your trip staying, you know, Trevor, Trevor knows at the Polynesian is way better versus staying at a, you know, quote unquote, great rate at the, you know, all-star or at pop century your trips are better life's short life's too short (laughs) well derek we need to wrap you up so you can get back to your father's day stuff so if you can answer this next question in like a minute that would be cool uh (laughs) (laughs) what do you i just wanted to know what you felt about like what you thought about uh dvc adding cabins at fort wilderness yeah i think it's great i mean you know what hey the more places that you can use points the better. So for Disney Vacation Club members, you know, the more places that you can use uh, your DVC points to be able to stay at, I I think it's great. That that is definitely a uh, a uh, uh, unchecked world out there. So for folks that have never been out there to Fort Wilderness to be able to you know be out there and walk around, it is literally a completely different world, and that's kind of. What I love about DVC is like, you know, when I stay at Copper Creek and we're kind of debating, you know, God, you know, we have one night. Should we snag it at Copper Creek? Because it's a completely different world. You know, you're not like you don't see a monorail. You don't see anything. You really do feel like you're completely far removed and away from everything else. So I think, yeah, uh, the more play, yeah, I was kind of shocked that they <laughs> waiting into the moderate territory. Because yeah. again, <laughs> the whole point is they're going to then be selling something else, and that's yeah. my first thing. Went back to being a Disney Vacation Club guide was like, holy crap! Like my God, you're literally going to give price sheets for people when you meet with them of like what five different resorts to be able to pick and choose from oh do i want to buy the cabins do i want to buy this do i want to buy alani do i want to buy grand floridian or riviera or it's just a lot it's a lot again it's great yeah it's it's fantastic that they're building more rooms i wish that they would announce sometime soon that they're building another park (laughs) to put all these people would be great so (laughs) Well, Derek, thanks so much for coming on. We we appreciate it. How can people get to you? How can how can they reach you? 
Yeah, you guys can always feel free to reach out to us at the DVCresaleMarket.com is our website. You can, if you have any uh, questions uh, directly, feel free to shoot me an email at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at dvcresalemarket.com and any questions you guys might have. And hey, if anybody makes an offer, if you feel like this might work for you, then definitely, definitely put in the comments uh, that you heard us on the Welcome Home podcast. Dude, we have a drop down now, right? We, we're in the drop down. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're in the drop down. Yeah. So select this. You guys are official. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks so a lot. Thank Derek. you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank we, you, we, we, we love our partnership with you guys you guys have the best audience and i've met so many friends and over so many years of you know being able to to work with you guys and uh, yeah we just absolutely love it so thank you guys so much thanks eric so let's go ahead and do our ad uh our we're sponsored this week this episode is sponsored by dvc rental store the DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to DVCRentalStore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. And be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Also, if you go on their website, you can select us from the dropdown as you've heard about them on uh, on Welcome Home Podcast. All right. Well, thanks to Derek for joining us. Uh, always good to, have, to to talk through some DVC stuff. So, yes, yeah, do you want to talk about your trip? You just got back now, so... Just got back a little bit busy today. Um, swim meet that was kind of running over time, so I wasn't able to come in the beginning. But yeah, so it was it was an interesting trip. It was definitely a different trip. We got to do a lot of interesting things and went to some pretty interesting places. So we were at Gaylord Palms for two days and then at the tree houses for three days. Um. I wasn't a fan of the tree houses. I mean, we can kind of get to that. I'll, I'll kind of go in order of, you know, our trip. So, you know, we're big Gaylord Palms fans. I mean, it, it's always a nice resort. And the reason we were doing that is just, you know, just a points thing kind of. And because the kids really enjoy kind of the layout. It, it's got a layout where it's rather large and you – um there's just kind of a lot to look at and see. So you could look it up online, but in the center of it is kind of like this old kind of Spanish sort of castle. It's pirate themed kind of sort of Um, the, the hotel in itself has like a ship inside on one of the restaurant. Like there's a restaurant that's on a ship that's in the water and there's alligators in the hotel and there's a couple koi ponds and some waterfalls and things like that. So I like it. You know, Tom, I, I know that you were saying it didn't get a lot of great reviews. I, I well, went I and looked went to at look those it up reviews. to check it out. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, let me look at the pictures of this place. So, Damon's always talking about it. And I was like, oh, this isn't all that well rated on Tri- TripAdvisor. I'm surprised. So, yeah, I, I, I decided to go look at those as well. It <laughs> the, the bad reviews are just for silliness, not necessarily yeah. for... Yeah, so I think pricing. Uh, listen, is a I don't thing. believe everything about reviews either. True, like, I'm true, not one true. of those people but that's I, all about reviews. You know, like I, I would just say for people that are looking at it, I mean, this is our third or fourth time there. Could be one of our favorite hotels. So again, I think the self-contained part of it, the fact that you can kind of roam around this castle. They had um, 
a pirate themed kind of setup in this again it's really just a castle in the middle of the the area and they had like all sorts of um decoration and things like that they also do an ice luge in the winter there are all sorts of things but i I think that the biggest thing that they have going on now is you know the water park and i know that you know me and my wife kind of debated about this and she's like well it's not really a water park and i'm like well hold on a second there's you know six slides there's a flow rider there is a huge you know themed playground there's a pool with a you know tell you know excuse me a movie screen and they they just built the lazy river and the lazy river is large it is not you know <laughs> water park at disney large but it doesn't need to be so the thing that was really nice about it they put in a drop slide which i think is pretty darn cool at a hotel to have you know somewhere the drop slide the drop slide that we've been on is the one at bush gardens and we really enjoyed it and this one might have been a little bit faster um it was you know it's literally a drop slide so you get in right they count you down and the bottom falls out of the slide so i would consider it a water park and it's right there and it's free. It's included. There's no extra cost. The only thing that is a little bit of an extra cost is the flow rider. But that's, you know, nothing that we were necessarily interested in. It was more for people watching to see all the people fall on their butt. Like that part of it was really fun. Oh, I totally sit there and watch that. Yeah. yeah no, it was I mean, fun. You're, you're, you're so right, though. Like you don't really usually see those drop slides at like a hotel. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, again, they have a lot of stuff. So we did, you know, we did that for the the day that we were there. First of all, it didn't rain once which is crazy, but also was to our detriment, which I'll get to later. So yeah, so we, we did the, like I said, we did the water park that day. It was great. You know, we had a really good time. The kids roamed around the hotel and <laughs> this is where there's a little bit of a funny story. So, you know, the one thing that they have, there is a conference center and there's a lot of conferences going on. I mean, there was a planet fitness owner conference. That was the second day we were there, but the first day that we were there, there was um, a chiropractor chiropractic conference. So my boys were out late. I guess it was 12, 1 a.m. So way way past my bedtime. I was already asleep by then. And they happened to be FaceTiming with my mother, which, you know, again, was fine. And two, I would say, ladies from the chiropractic conference that may have maybe indulged a little too much came over and started hitting on them. So my kids are 17 and 19. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) the conversation started going along a little bit. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of them was smart enough to ask the question of, wait, so how old are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) And my 17 year old said, when he said he was 17, they could not get out of there fast enough. (laughs) Um, it was (laughs) something to behold, I was told. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny though, but you know, folks, yeah, they, they keep, they, (laughs) they keep everything kind of separate, right. You know what I mean? Even though there's conferences there, it didn't really impact what we were doing. So, you know, all the things that are there to do that we kind of did, there used to be a yogurt place, which is unfortunately no longer there, but there's a Jamba juice. We also did the buffet in the morning, which we've done many times, which is really, really good. The the knock can be it is a little expensive there, right? So I don't know. I haven't been to a buffet at Disney in so long. I don't necessarily know if I can compare prices, but it was $33 per person. It's cheaper um, than a Disney buffet, but it, yep. it's, it's hard to compare, though, in theme park prices. versus Yeah, but the, but the food is at a different level, right? So the sure, food's sure. really good, you know, so 
I thought it was worth it. And, you know, we ate, I ate a ton. I actually did not eat again. And this was brunch. So you figure it was like 1030. I don't think I ate again till like eight o'clock at night. Like I was, I was stuffed. So, you know, we did that, but other things to do, if you wanted to, there's alligator feedings. If you want to watch them, you can feed the fish. Um, they have, I want to say they have a tarpon in the place where the boat is like it the setup is really lush inside like it feels very rainforesty it kind of feels like the rainforest cafe but the whole place is kind of like that so you know and there's shops there too my daughter bought earrings that she really liked there's a lot of information there was some um ar sort of thing you could do and you know it showed you different animals and gave you information on them and things like that. So there really is a lot to do. You don't necessarily have to leave, but we decided that we were going to go the second day and grab dinner. And we went to this place. Uh, it's called, I think it's called your old town or something like that. It is. I, I sent you guys pictures. There was a tilt the world from the seventies. There was an A and W place. There was the place that, you know, you stick your feet in the fish eat off the dead skin. And then there oh, was, God. <laughs> like a, mag- a magnet place, and then there was a boba place, and it, this was the craziest place I had ever seen. Um, Outside of we, the Jersey Shore, <laughs> so I think it was actually even a little bit crazier because there was just some things that I don't even know if the Jersey Shore would do. So there was a haunted house in the middle of this place, and. I just don't even know how to act about it. Right. Like it was, I saw it and I was kind of like, wait, what? Like there's a real haunted house. The the thing that really kicks it off is, is that there was, um, what is that again? Annie's pretzels. Annie ends. Yeah. Annie ends. Right. Yeah. But instead of like pretzels with drinks, the thing was like, oh, well, you know, we have the coldest beer ever. And it was all about beer. And then, yeah, we happen to have pretzels, but there was a cage that had like, an animatronic in it that was like in an electric chair. Like it was just bonkos there. Yeah. And there was also, (laughs) I mean, there was bars there. So the food we got was not bad, but it was, it was, it was a sight to behold. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever go back, but it was definitely, (laughs) it was, it was an experience, but it was an experience. And you know, where were the boys? It just, it was just me, my wife and my daughter. I I don't think they decided to go for whatever reason. I don't even remember, but they decided not to go. So it was just the three of us. And the parking was also terrible to boot, right? It's not even like the parking was, it it was like, there's no way I was getting on the coaster that they had there. And then they also had one of those, you know, (laughs) bungee shoot you up in the air. That had a rickety coaster that looked like a control. Oh, it was rickety. And they also had one of those bungee shoot you up in the air things. Oh God. No. Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) No. No, thank you. But it was an experience and the food was good. And you know how many places do you see in A and W? I didn't even know that they existed anymore. Honestly, I thought that what? they were gone. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't on. really have them down here as much. They, Not anymore in the states, gone, Trevor. Yeah. I don't know. Are they still in Canada. Oh, they're everywhere here. Yeah, really? not not in the states anymore. I, I ate at A and W like two days ago. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> yeah. lucky. They all kind of got pushed out by you know McDonald's and kind of some of the newer places. You know, like yeah. Five Guys and things like that kind of pushed. Okay, them that, all that's out. bonkers to me because I thought A and W was just another like everywhere kind of thing because like yeah we like we have all like the mcdonald's and wendy's and everything but uh 
That really surprises me. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, they have uh, 600 locations in the U.S. So, or no, wow, sorry. And it's, yeah, I'm surprised because I, I haven't seen one in a long time. I haven't either. And we used to see them a lot oh on the goodness. East Coast. Maybe they're maybe they're more higher up in the maybe, country, which would yeah. make sense if Canada still has a lot. But anyway, I, I, I feel bad for you now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. <laughs> well, I agree. So, well, Damon, you probably grew up with Stewarts too. Like we used to go to Stewarts all the time. Yep. So yeah. that play, there was, I mean, similar kind of deal. But like we would go to Stewarts all the time and get. You know, I believe there was an A and W in the Short Hills Mall, though. <sighs> you might be right about that. <laughs> and if I if I remember correctly, it was bought out by a Johnny Rockets that I know who owns it, which was unfortunately disappointing because A and W, but. Anyway, that was kind of our trip at Gaylord, which again, the kids, you know, really enjoyed, but there is a cost that's associated with it. You have a high food cost. And again, it's not DVC. So you are laying out money. We had to do two rooms. We got them across from each other. They weren't connected and that was fine. The gym there is also very nice. Um, so the, the kids really enjoyed that part. And then we were off to the tree houses. So we stayed at the Gaylord pump Saturday night, Sunday night. And then went to check in at the tree houses on Monday. Our room was available early, which was nice. But then it kind of, you know, so we show up to the, to our cabin, room, tree house, whatever you want to call it. And they're like working on the stairs. And it's like, okay, well, I can't get in if there's no working stairs, right? So, cause it's an up a level from the ground. It's not yeah. like you can walk in another way. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, you know, it wasn't annoying, but like kind of was annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, because we're checking in that day, like, uh, but you know, they're busy. And I guess maybe that was the only time they had. So, you know, it was one o'clock. Yeah. 11 to one. Anyway. So better than not having working stairs though. Right. So (laughs) yeah. So they, they fixed the stairs, which was good. And then, you know, you're kind of like, Oh, I hope these stairs hold up because (laughs) at the end of the day, like those are the only things, you know, really getting you in and out. And there's not like a lot there otherwise. So it was fine. Um, The room situation, (laughs) I would say that with younger kids, it would have been fine. We, I, I know that there's bunk beds there. I just, I don't know what necessarily we were thinking because there's three bedrooms, right? So you would think it sleeps nine, we're five. You think we would be good? Yeah, yeah, not so much because the my middle one can't fit in the bunk beds, right? So oh, they're too short, like too short. Yep. So that caused issues because that other bedroom doesn't have two beds; it only has one. So then, okay, my 19-year-old is in the bunk bedroom. The 17-year-old is in the other room. So my daughter, foolishly, thought that she was going to be sleeping in the bunk bedroom, to which my 19-year-old informed her that that was not going to be the case and that she would be on the couch still. (laughs) So there was, uh, you know, and then the bathroom situation (laughs) is just kind of weird, too, because, yeah. It was it was fine for us, but I I think you'd have to almost have younger kids if you're going to benefit from the bunk bed room. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like for us, that was definitely not the case. So I don't think that I would eh, probably do it again. And then the other thing was back to my it didn't rain. So that meant the boat was closed. So yeah, I saw that they had the boats closed because water levels were too low, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, I went and looked 
I mean, it must have been down from like, you know, you see kind of the barnacles and the yeah. scum on the right. It was down like a foot and a half to two foot. Wow. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. So when you're there at tree houses and the boat's not running, kind of sucks. So, yeah, yeah. Right. See, so walking, well, first of all, the buses between Saratoga and the tree houses, in theory, run every 15 minutes, but only from the springs which is the last stop. Mm. So when you think about that, there's a lot of time. So what happened was they all decided to go to Disney Springs one night. I think it must've been the night, must've been the first night that we got the tree houses. Took them 45 minutes Jeez. with the buses, right? And that's kind of the dilemma because you're the last stop coming back. You're the last stop at Saratoga. And then it could be 15 minutes before you get on the treehouse bus from the last stop and then back to the tree houses. So that was kind of the, the dilemma part about that. Now, what we ended up doing is walking to Disney Springs. It's a mile, but it was hot. <laughs> I was going to say it was probably really hot. <laughs> it was 98 yeah. degrees out. So it wasn't like it was 80 something. It was 98. It was hot. Um, so it did it, you know, a few times, but it was brutal and you know, coming back it is almost even worse because going there, you kind of got a little bit of like, hey, you know, whatever, whatever. But it was it was hot, hot. When you're when you're done and you just want to get back to your room, that's the worst time for that. Well, I, and and, yeah. and the other thing too is is that we all walk at like different paces, and you know, you don't think about that when you're doing other things. But like my wife and my daughter walk faster than the three of us walk. And I probably walked the slowest. So, you know, all of a sudden they're farther, you know, it's just, it, it's not even mm-hmm. like it's a, a, a walk where you can kind of all be like, oh yeah, this is nice because, because it's so warm, the people that are fast walkers are just like, Hey, I'm going back. Like, you know, yeah. you can melt out, <laughs> here. out here too yeah. bad for you. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of walking. It's a lot more walking than I thought, but the benefit it, of, of that it, was, is I feel like, well, first of all, I'm so out of shape. I will say that I'm so out of shape and I wanted to like lose a little bit of weight before I went to Disney. Cause I know I would be overeating at Disney, but it almost didn't matter. Like I, I didn't lose any weight before I left and I came back the same weight, even though like I stuffed my face most of the days because we just did so much walking. I mean, it was, and it was hot, hot. So, so yeah, so we, th- so this was the thing about this vacation. So I thought my wife had originally said, Hey, you know, I want vacations now where like I'm kind of relaxed, recover from work, recover from like kind of like all the things that, you know, you have to do around the house, the driving, the this and that. And then we, my uh, kids were like, Well, w- wait, what do you mean we're not doing anything? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, I, did you tell them beforehand you weren't doing anything or not? So you got there. You're like, no, no, no. Beforehand. And it was like a, a disaster. So, you know, when we were at the Gaylord Palms, the water park was fine. I mean, we played, you know, we did a lot of things too. I played basketball in the pool. It was super fun. You know, we, we did a whole bunch of things there. So that was fine. So then we go over to the tree houses and they're like, Hey, well, so what are we doing today? Like, do nothing. Well, what do you mean? Nothing. Like we're not doing anything today. So the first day, we, we didn't do anything and the boys went to the gym, but you know, the problem was, is my daughter, you know, they're, my, my sons are really good with my daughter, especially on vacation, like including her and stuff and doing stuff. But you know, she was kind of like, well, hold on. Like, well, I'm not going to the gym. Like, what am I doing? And she, I was like, well, you could read. She's like, I could read at home. She's right. So like, it was one of those <laughs> things. It was like, it kind of turned a little South because it was, you know, like 
everyone wanted to do stuff. So I said, okay, I mean, if that's the case, you know, we're not going to Epcot until Wednesday. So that's Monday. So what are we doing Tuesday? Right? Like that was kind of the, the question. So we said, all right, we'll go to Disney Springs. And then we ended up booking foot golf. So, oh, oh, I, so it wasn't closed then. I, I thought you were concerned that it was closed or something, right? I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> Why you didn't I, do it before? Yeah. Oh, they, they, no, they're going to be closing it in the future. Remember the redoing. So, so here's the interesting part about that. So we go to go to foot. We go to go to foot golf. We, we drive over to foot golf. And I'm sure Becky will have way more information on this th- than I will. But I guess they're separating the golf course and Shades of Green. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're closing yeah. that like walkway down. That yeah, so like because that's all the shades of green people were pretty mad about it. Well, yeah, but for the non-shades of green people, like for right now, it's a little bit of a disaster because yeah. the roads close to where you would normally go in, so you got to check in through the military part. Gotcha. Which you know is not <laughs> the easiest thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Easiest like, thing. hey, let me have your license, and then it's like, okay, dude, but we got foot golf like. How long do you need to stare at this license for? Like, it was a long time. Let's just say that. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we decided that we were going to go over to foot golf um, that day. And it was it was it was fine. I actually ended up winning, which I don't even understand because how it's possible, <laughs> how that's possible. But I, I think what happened was, is I had a few just like, I, I guess, again, what do we call them? Putts. Like I hit two like. 25 yard out just nonsense balls right like listen just like straight luck luck. straight luck just straight luck absolutely straight luck um and hit two of those that like pretty much just just beat everyone down like and i won by like one stroke but that was fun because i think last time we played it was a little wet and no one had like my boys didn't have the right shoes in theory right this was this was way fun it was hot (laughs) like really hot but it was nice because everything was, you know, rolled well. It was dry. And there's a lot of birds. There's a lot of turkeys on that golf course. Interesting. Turkeys. Like okay. a lot of turkeys. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't. I can see that. But like so like gangs of like, you know, 10 turkeys. Gangs like kind of <laughs> eyeing you up. Like I remember Thanksgiving. Like it. But they weren't those kind of turkeys, though. <laughs> They're the different type of turkey. But still, like it was there was a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So that was. That was interesting. So we finished that up and then we rolled over to, gosh, I feel like I'm getting the order of this wrong though. Yes, I am. So let me, we went to city walk prior to going to foot off, but let's just flip them around. So we did city walk a little bit earlier and we drove over there. Parking is expensive because, you know, we're not staying in universal. And really what our goal was is to do the mini golf and then eat there. So, the mini golf is really, really nice. Um, I don't think I've seen a mini golf that is in that great of shape ever. <laughs> While we were playing, there was people with like, you know, blowers. Like there was not a leaf, a speck of dirt to be found on any of the course at, at like at all. And it was really well done. We did the sci-fi one, <clears throat> excuse me. And it was, it was really fun. Like it was really, really fun. I thought the layout was really good. I mean, obviously it was hot as per usual, but I thought the layout was good. But everything was immaculate in terms of the characters and the painting and just everything was just very nice. And you could tell because there was a lot of like 
LED lights that at night, it probably is super awesome, but it was way less crowded during the day, right? So I think that with the five of us, there was somebody behind us that eventually caught up to us on whole, like 15 maybe. And, you know, and there was two, those two people. And then we did not catch up to anybody in front of us. So it was nice to be able to kind of play at a leisurely pace. And it was felt like it was the same price as I would pay at Hilton Head or any other mini golf. I don't think it was anything out of the ordinary. And then we went to Bubba Gump to eat, which again, I'm not a seafood guy, but they had a lot of other Southern, you know, dishes. And I had not realized that how many times my wife had seen the movie, they do like a trivia thing. <laughs> and she got every single one of them except one. Like the lady at the, you know, our waitress was like trying to come up with hard ones. And my wife was still answering them. How do you know that? Like, <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, what movie, like, what if they were asking you back to the future stuff? I was like, yeah, I might've seen it 20 times, but like, I don't remember like what butt cheek the Colonel got shot in or what his last <laughs> name was, or, you know, they were asking ridiculous stuff. And, you know, Anyway, but the food was fine, you know, standard fare, uh, yeah, but it was chain, fine. Right. So, yeah. 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 yeah, it was it was fine, though. But it was it was kind of a fun place to kind of go do something different. And then, you know, I'll try again. I think I have the order all messed up. We ended up going to Disney Springs. It must have been I, I think I think I have all the order out of order. So I think Monday was <laughs> <I'm> taking notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's funny. I have notes here, but like so I think Monday was. City Walk. I think Tuesday was Disney Springs and Fookoff. That's what it actually was. So yeah, you can forget about that. We ended up meeting Jason from Discord. Oh, um, nice. Yep. So we ended up going to Morimoto's for lunch, which I don't know why I thought it was going to be good. I- I'd never eaten inside <laughs> before and I, I love the outside. But dude, for lunch, there's nothing to eat. I literally got egg rolls. Like there's there's not real Limited food menu? for lunch. Yeah. But the menu is like eight but- things. No, no, no. The lunch menu is like eight things. And it's like dumplings, egg rolls, ramen. Like there's no real food. It's just like a bunch of mini things. Like I, I don't, I just didn't expect that, I guess. All right. I expected like I could sit down and have real food. And I was not, I mean, a bowl of ramen, I guess is real food, but I kind of expected there to be more than eight things for lunch. Let's put it that way. It also depends on what you're putting in the ramen too, because you can get pretty basic ramen. Yeah, I mean, I think the ramen was probably fine, but I ended up just like with two egg rolls. And that was like, it wasn't like that was an appetizer. That was just on the menu as something to eat. Okay. All right. So (laughs) we ended up having to go get more food because that obviously wasn't going to cut it. We went over to Chicken Guy and that's where we (laughs) met Jason. (laughs) Sorry. I, I, in my head, I was like, go to Chicken Guy. Like before you even said it, I was like, you're going to Chicken Guy. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we went over to Chicken Guy. And then this is what you did with Jason or you just, yeah. So he ended up, I ended up meeting him over at chicken guy. Okay. So, yeah, he was super nice. We spoke for a while. Um, and then we had to actually boogie to go to foot golf. Right. So then this is how the timeline starting to actually fall in place for me. Um, and then we ended up going to foot golf, which was fine. And then we went back I'm trying to think about what day we went back to Disney Springs. I don't know. Maybe we went back to Disney Springs that night. I think we might have gone back to Disney Springs that night because that would make sense because the boys were just like, I'm not going back. And we want to go to Gideon's because I had never been. Yeah. Right. It was and they wanted to go to Salt and Straw. I guess that's an ice cream place that's mostly out on the West Coast. Yeah. Trevor and I went there when we yeah, were. It's good. Springs. It's yeah, really it good. Was, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up doing there. I ended up doing the strawberry balsamic something something, which was oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And they have good ice the, cream. They have weird flavors. It's like they do stuff. Yeah. But Gideon's was I liked it. Like it was an experience. Now the cookies. So we ended up with cookies and cream, chocolate chip, and pistachio toffee. Okay. Cookies and cream one was really good. Nice. The chocolate chip one was very mid, like just like fine, but like nothing special. And too, and my son was even like, dude, too many chocolate chips. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. It. They like cover it with chocolate chips. Right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And then the toffee pistachio one was just okay. But the cookies and cream one was, was pretty darn good. So that was definitely, it was, I think the experience of going to the store, like it literally is like a Harry Potter, you know, cookie place like a gothic kind of like library kind of feel to it right yeah I believe yeah theme. yeah mm-hmm. yep um well and after bubba gumps we did so i was me and my daughter ran back to twosome while they were walking to the car so we ran all the way to twosome got a milkshake and then ran all the way back and got to the car you know barely after they ended up going we ended up getting some vanilla custard milkshake which was ridiculously good um so yeah so gideon's was fine um I don't think I need to go again. Like, I don't think it was that good. I don't think it's any better or worse than crumble. That's what I would say. Like, but the experience is, you know, definitely worth going once just to kind of check it out. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So then let me just, I'm looking at my notes. All right. Yeah. So it's funny. The one thing I just, I almost had to make sure I, I talked about is, you know, so my son, as we we're walking back from Disney Springs was asking me about, like he said, you know, I just don't understand. This is my ninth year. He goes, I just don't understand. Like, you know, before, like, you guys didn't have phones, right? Like, so what if someone <laughs> wanted to talk to you? Because, like, I guess we must have been like, yeah, I'll just text you or, like, where we're going to go. Like, he's like, what did you actually do? I said, like, for real, like, if you weren't home, like, no one could get in touch with you. And he, he's like, no, nah, what if Nana needed to really call you? I said, yeah, and like <laughs> that was it, you man. Mean. Like that, there was nothing you could do. Like it just was what it was. I just thought it was funny that you know they really don't understand that world. Like it never existed for them. No, at all. And it just—it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really was because he truly was like, "Well, I just don't get it. I just don't understand." Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting thing. So the next day was our day at Epcot and we got up. I want to say we ended up waking up cause we were going to rope drop something because we weren't going to do passes or anything like that. Right. So we at least rope terms, drop test track, didn't you? Yeah. That's what we decided that, yeah. to do. Yeah. So we did end up grabbing lightning lane for, um, guardians just and do cause we woke up at like seven Oh three and the lottery was done. Wow. Man, really? Like I thought like it would have like kind of chilled out a little bit. And some but, days I think it, I think it just depends on the day. Cause I've seen somewhere like it lasts but, till later in the day. You know? But here's the thing. There was nothing yet. The park was not even packed. Like the park was almost empty. Now listen, a lot of that probably had to do with the fact that it was just hot. Right. Um, you know, yeah. cause you're in June and you're in August weather already, like hot, hot, but the park was not packed at all. So anyway, we ended up buying lightning lane. I, I'm, I'm starting to think like, so this is the third time that I've ridden it. Right. Which is not a lot, but right. You know, still enough. I think I enjoyed it more this time 
than I did the first two times. And I think more for maybe the smoothness of the coaster, right? Just very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting a little bit more of a feel for it where like, how to put this, it's not thrilling, but it's entertaining. And I think that can be lost sometimes on the first time. Listen, it is not my favorite ride by the, you know, any stretch of the imagination. Sure, I still sure. think it's a little bit overhyped, but I will say that I enjoyed it more now being able to kind of vibe with it because it's not a thrill ride. And look, I'm sure it's a thrill ride for some people, but for me, it's not a thrill ride. And I think the expectations of it being more than what it was meant to be is why I just didn't care for it. Now going in saying, okay, this really isn't a thrill ride at least for, for me and my family, it's still an enjoyable ride because it is, yeah. it is like I said, it's, it's nothing new for me, but it's done well in terms of, you, you know what I mean? Like just the last, the, the sum you know, of its parts is better than the individual. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but the other thing I will say, like the, there's so much that's just is automatically just gets ruined by people. So you have this, like <laughs> Trevor, have you been on it before or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're going through it and you have like these shows, right? The pre-shows, dude, people literally walk in and go hover by the door to the next thing immediately. Mm-hmm. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like how much further is that getting you? Like, just relax, enjoy the show. Like, you know, you're, you're there. Like to me, I was surprised at how new the ride is that it already was like, and I don't even think it's as it's worse than rock and roller coaster, like rock and roller coaster. Like people do that, but I don't think it was like this. You might as well, no one should even needed to talk. Like they immediately just whoop. And they were all over there. Like it was just, I was just surprised about that. Um, so we didn't eat a lot. So we ended up deciding that we were going to go back to the room for a little bit in between before our, um, tour thingy. So we ended up getting a few different things. I would say for me, the best thing was the sweet corn brulee. Okay. That was probably the best thing I tasted. Um, we also ate, I'm trying to think I ate like the pork and it was funny. I ate the pork and I was like, gosh, I, I really do overcook pork. Don't I like, because <laughs> yeah. and, and, I agree and, yeah. <laughs> right. And I think, listen, this is, this is the problem with pork for me. I don't know if you've ever heard people say, but like, you know, people will say pork is probably the closest thing to right. Human meat in terms of really? texture and stuff. No. So I don't know where I've heard that for. Maybe where I heard that from, maybe a movie, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. I don't think I'd ever find out. So it doesn't matter. But for me, because I've heard that and it's stuck in my head, I probably overcook pork. So anyway, the pork was good, but like, to me, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Um, you know, we had some stuff at, I had a bunch of stuff, but the other thing that I thought was really good was the, there's like a lemon orange slushy in a, you know, the orange bird cup, which when I got there, it was me and my daughter and we're like, all right, we'll split one of those. But I was like, man, it is almost $20 for this cup and this drink. I just said, oh, do you have to get it with the cup? And they're like, nope. I said, okay, well, how much is it like without, they're like $4.95. So, okay, I'll take two of those instead and still save myself $6. (laughs) Um, And they were really, they were really good. 
So that was something that else that was enjoyable. Me and my daughter tried to ride another ride while we were there, but we, we, we just couldn't because like the two rides we would have ridden are frozen and, or Ratatouille and they were just packed. So we ended up seeing Mike that day and he, he was like, Hey, you know, cause he was going to Epcot as well, but he was going later in the day. So we ended up going to our tour first before we saw him. So what do I think about the tour? It was okay. So this is the, what is it? The behind the store. Yeah. So I will, oh, I will say though, that again, this tells you how packed the park was. So Soren, the two times that we rode it, 15 minutes and 10 minutes. Uh, that's yeah. That's not bad. I mean, and we, you know, Figment obviously walk on, but like, I just thought Fro- Soren Frozen was, and uh, Ratatouille were still, they were, but see, they were just to the point where like, we were like, I don't need to ride it that bad. They were at 60 and 65. Okay. Yeah. Which is not bad. No, it's not terrible for those two. Yeah. No. So, but I mean, we were just like, nah, I don't need no, to ride it that bad. I get that. There's a um, level. Like if it was at 45, you might think about it, right? Like at 45, we would have gotten online. We, yeah. that's, what we said our cutoff was, but I still didn't think it was terrible. And again, the park was not packed. Like you're walking through Epcot and it was enjoyable. Right. It wasn't packed at all. That's nice. Um, and you got to see the top of Moana stuff that they're putting in. Right. It finally is, you know, kind of over the top of the, of the walls, uh, yeah. the walls. Yep. So it looks pretty cool. I still like, I just, is, is it going to be just a walkthrough? Yeah. Like, is walk- it going to yeah. be, yeah, is it going to be like, how, so how are they going to manage the walkthrough? That's what I'm curious about. It's a, it's a really good question because somebody posted construction pictures, pictures online and they had a capacity number on there, which means they need to somehow control yes. it. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's in the middle of the freaking park. Like, no, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, question. <laughs> they do that in California Adventure with the um, the Wilderness Explorers area. Is they actually have somebody like it's it's a walkthrough like activity area, at, but mm-hmm. they have somebody like controlling people coming in and out, and they can actually just stop people from coming in altogether. So okay, so I guess that's so, what they'll have to do. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, th- that's that's getting close. I feel like um, so the behind the scenes tour. It is. It was okay. Like I, I so yeah, I would the, describe the, it that way. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guide that we had. So have you guys both been on it or no? I, I've done. Uh, it. I haven't done it. I, okay. Yeah. So I did it years ago, and it's it's such a cheap tour. It's like probably the cheapest tour at Disney. Thirty five dollars right? now. Oh, it's, it was way cheaper when we did. I think it was like yeah, fifteen bucks. Thirty. Yeah, thirty five dollars yeah. now. Um, our guide was really good, right? But there's not like you don't see a lot different than what you see from the boat, right? Yeah, I that's think true. that's. Yeah. Right. So you, you go behind the scenes a little bit, but I, I mean, not really enough, I feel like. And then they give, you know, like two slices of cucumber. Okay, cool. Like, I feel like they're, I feel like they, because it is a tour with a limited amount of people, you could get more touchy feely with the stuff. And I understand they say, oh, you know, they don't do it because, you know, we use that to, I don't know about that, man. They, you know, they use the food and they don't want to contaminate it and things like that. But sure. I, I don't know. I feel like there should be a section where like you could do a little more like there's just, there's a lot of talking, right. And you wear headsets, which is fine. You can ask a bunch of questions. I mean, this, you know, this girl knew her stuff, right. There was no doubt about that. Um, But I would have liked something where I could do a little bit more like, you know, I, so you have what the figure you have on average 15 people. It doesn't even matter. Like do you like one day can like, you know, everyone pick one coffee bean and then the next day everyone can pick one tomato. And like, you know what I mean? Like you you could make it something like that where 
it felt a little bit more interactive. It didn't feel again that much different than the boat interactive wise um, in terms of what you could do. I mean, the, the fish stuff was kind of neat to see. Like you, you fed the fish. Okay. I'd rather pick a tomato. You know, you know what I mean though? Like (laughs) it's, it's a lot more like deep information, like about the plants and everything. Then you're right. It's, it's pretty much the same stuff you see as the toy, except you're on the other side of the boat, right? Like you're just, you're behind the plants. You get to go where that little lab is. I feel like we went in there. I don't remember if we did or not, but, um, but yeah, like, and you get to, you know, stand in those spots, but you're right. It's nowhere different than, places you've been i mean you that you can see on the tour and it's really just like you said it's very heavy on the information right it's it's a lot of talking but (laughs) yeah yeah i mean so it was it was fine but i think it made us realize that we're going to do the animal kingdom safari one next do those man yeah yeah every tour i've done at animal kingdom has been great like because to your point what else have you done there uh so we've done we did uh oh gosh we've done like two or three tours there um one of them we were behind uh like we were went to all the animal enclosures right like oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah like so like we got to stand like right by where the elephants were and there was an elephant in Mm -hmm. there like you know you get to go in the building where they keep the elephants and like you know they 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 bring you into this building where they have all these reptiles and bugs and stuff that they they don't even have on display they just have them there you know what i mean like so like there's all this stuff you get to see that's very behind the scenes and we did another one too I'm trying to remember how this went. Oh, we did a we did the morning safari one uh, where we got there super early. We got a private safari. Is that the three hour one? That might it might have been. Yeah, like it okay. was it was on our honeymoon, so it's been a while now. It's been that's the one I want to do. Ten years or so. Yeah. So um, and then we did another one where we got to like feed the birds in the morning, and like you know they put like mealworms in your hands, and the birds just okay. kind of jump all over you and eat, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just I, I think like I said for what it was. It was fine because the cost wasn't a lot. But again, with five people, the cost is always a lot, no matter what it is. Um, well, if you do it, Wild Africa Trek with your family, it's going to cost you over a grand. I mean, like, it's, yeah, yeah, that, that's an expensive one. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I think that's what we're looking at, though. So the other thing is the butterfly um, thing is still there, right? The butterfly tent. Yeah. Which I love. I mean, I just I love that. I agree. Um, yeah. I think that's great. So we, we did that as well. And yeah, I mean, we didn't do a lot. Like it was more of a little bit more of a lazy vacation, but it was, you know, good doing seeds. It was good getting some food and things like that. But I like Epcot, you know, obviously McCool's like we, we hit that twice. So, oh, so yeah. So we, you know, we ended up doing figment and then we ended up meeting Mike and his whole family over at uh, the lounge. So I didn't realize that the lounge closed at six. I keep forgetting that. Right. Oh yeah, cool. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like by the time we get there, he's like, "All right, we'll just meet at the lounge." Okay, cool. We'll meet you at lounge, and then we get to the lounge. They're like, you know, they're closing in five minutes, right? <laughs> so like, well, can we just go up and get something to drink? And yeah, so then we ended up all going up there to get something to drink, and then you know, obviously we were talking, so they ended up having to kick us out anyway, right? Because we're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's time to go." Okay, yeah, yeah, our bad, our get bad, out. right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But he was super nice, you know, his kids and his wife. I mean, they were there. We you know we chatted with them for a while. So it's always fun to, you know, meet people at the parks, I would say, right? It's always kind of a fun time. So I was happy to, you know, have them, you know, both come and, you know, take time out of their schedule to kind of say what's up. So that was definitely cool. 
I think every time um, I've met a listener out out in the parks has been always a really positive experience. Like everybody's super cool. Well, I mean, I, hopefully no one's trying to meet up and like smack you down, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> they might. Uh, I guess. I, mean, I, guess I haven't problem. had that issue yet. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, everybody I've met has been like it hasn't been awkward. They've just been cool and like you know, <laughs> like they've been chilling. Yeah, like, but but, yeah. <laughs> but it will be interesting. Like when I'm stuck on a boat with a bunch of them for a week, then things may be a little <laughs> different. Yeah. <laughs> then there's nowhere to go. Um, yeah. But yes, it was it was a fun experience. I, I think that our plan next year. So again, I, you know, I kept telling, I told the both of them this as well. Like begrudgingly, I have to say this. I, I hate being wrong. Um, I hate oh Tom being right. Oh my god. Um, it's like that's the like that could be the worst, What's Trevor. About to happen? I, What's about I, to happen? I'd way rather Trevor be right <laughs> than Tom be right. But <laughs> don't bring me into this. <laughs> All right, what was Tom right about? Please, I need this. Let's <laughs> so, so Epic Universe is postponed until 2025. Called it. <laughs> I deleted all that <laughs> from that episode, I said, though. <laughs> I, I said, I said, here's the problem. I go, I, I don't even want to say anything, but because I'm going to have to talk about going to Disney next year instead of, you know, I said, I, I, obviously it's going to come up. I might as well just rip the bandaid off and be done with it now. <laughs> um, so it looks like next year, right? Since we won't be doing that, we're doing the cruise. We're going to go back um, to Disney and you do a real Disney trip. Or are you going to like, I think we're going to do, we're gonna, well, it's going to depend on what we do for the podcast, but I'm thinking I'll do two days next time instead okay. of just yeah. one. I do park hoppers. I do the safari okay. um, and probably do two days. But here's the thing. I think we're going to stay. I think we're going to blow out the points, right? Like just blow it out. So I'm debating between, you know, this grand villa at, let's say I would do a grand villa at like Old Key West or a two bedroom at Riviera. I can't, or a two bedroom at Grand Floridian. So, I, you know, the Grand Villas at Riviera, I think, are expensive, and Grand Floridian is even more so. Have you, um, have you watched a villa, a video of the, villa, I, the Grand Villa? I just it's did absurd. today as I was driving back and forth from the swimmy. Yeah. So it is I did. <laughs> they, they are absurd. And I, and I think to myself, it would be nice. But, you know, here's kind of the thing about it is, is having that second floor, the problem is, is that I think the kids just go up there and yeah. hang out there the whole time. Where you just never when, see them. I just never see them. So I'm thinking that maybe I do a two bedroom at one of those places. Or if I ended up having to go to old Key West, which, you know, you know me, I love it. Cause dude, the grand villa there is like 70 points a night, which is it's like so nothing. Cheap. It's so yeah. cheap. Um, I, know. I would do the grand villa there, but I think we may try boardwalk because, you know, it's funny. So, you know, I always ask the kids kind of what their situation was like, Hey, you know, what did you think about the trip? Like what, you know, was, was kind of your thoughts on it. And it, I always get such interesting answers, right? I, I really do because it's it's always so fun to kind of um, you know hear what they have to say. So you know, my daughter, her favorite thing was you know riding Guardians and kind of you know being at Epcot. But the two boys, which are my older ones, they you know they were more in, they enjoyed the Gaylord Palms more because they had more ability to kind of just do whatever they wanted. As well as kind of, you know, you're not playing like we played a full on two on two water basketball game. You're just like and the baskets at Gaylord Palms like are nice. There's four of them. They're kind of, you know, you can see them if you look them up. But it was fun. Right. They enjoyed that sort of stuff. Um, But here's the biggest thing we and I I forgot to say is we ended up driving to Epcot. Right. So we talked about the boat thing. We ended up driving to Epcot. First of all, why would I not drive to Epcot every single time? I don't think I ever want to get on a bus again. 
Driving like, is nice. <laughs> oh, it was so nice. And going from the tree houses to Epcot is like a joke. Yeah. It's like we were there in five minutes. Yeah. Like there out of the car in five minutes, right? Like it was ridiculous. All of a sudden, my kids were like, you know, we didn't really ride the buses. Like we love riding the buses. What are you talking about? You love riding the buses. <laughs> they were. They said they were nostalgic for the bus rides. It's part of the experience, man. It's That's like it. part of the bubble. Yeah. So I really was. I, I was it. surprised though that they were nostalgic for the bus rides. I mean, it was. It was. It was interesting, but yeah, I did like the drive to Epcot. I mean, especially if you want to rope drop, which is what we did. Right, we yeah, rope drop yeah. test track. Um, it's way easier. It really yeah, I, is because you're mm-hmm. you're saving yourself probably darn near an hour especially a rope drop time right of of dealing with just nonsense there was nothing in time yeah yeah you you just you we're there in five minutes if we had a ride that because right if you're gonna rope drop you know the buses in the morning can get kind of packed so you got to be like hey i got to get up super early so i'm not on one of the pack buses where i can't get on the bus or you know and you're stopping at saratoga you listen I love Saratoga, but that, you know, that's everyone's knock on it. Five yeah. stops is is a lot. Mm-hmm. So, right, getting on it first at the tree houses and then going through every single stop before you go to Epcot, it's long. So that was something I would say that was 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 definitely worthwhile. But, you know, the, the other thing I, I will say is having a 19-year-old now, right, like we're starting to get to the end of these vacations. Like, you yeah. know, our Disney's going to be different, you know, once he's got a real job. You know, we always kind of tell them, hey, you got to come on one vacation with us a year. And then we'll see if that holds up, right? One of my friends always says, hey, if you're paying, they usually will come. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, they're, you know, we're used to doing, let's say, two to three vacations a year. That's usually what we do. You know, we're going to be down to one. And will that one always be Disney? You know, I'm not necessarily sure. So, you know, I'm kind of seeing the end of you know, this Disney family vacation kind of time frame, And, and it's tough, right? Like, I mean, we had a great time, like, you know, great to spend with them. And like I said, my kids are fairly easy. You know, they enjoy hanging out with us and doing stuff. So they didn't really do a lot on their own, but they did some stuff on their own. And that's fine too, right? Like give them a little bit more because they're older and, you know, they have all that time, but yeah, like it definitely, I felt it this time. Right. Like, you know, you kind of feel like when high school winds down, when sports are winding down and things like that. And this was like I felt vacation, like kind of winding down a little bit like it's going to be they got a job and, you know, he can only take off so much time. And, you know, you know, we come home and they don't care if they, you know, sleep in the car or don't sleep in the car because what are they doing the next day? It don't matter. Sleep till 12. Like, yeah, what happens when we come home from vacation on a Sunday and then you got work, too, on Monday? You know what I mean? Like. (laughs) You know, will you want to do that or will you want to come home on a Saturday? So, yeah. Anyway, it, it's, you know, it kind of see that. I'm sure other people go through that as well. Um, you know, I, I'm just starting high school with my kid and you're yeah. reminding me of how limited my time is as well. That it's, I'm yeah. going to be there too. And, and what I would say is, is that, you know, we, and again, right, we get a little, a little involved in, in some personal stuff, but this is what I, for me personally, you know, we were kind of talking about retirement. And one of the things is I'm definitely retiring early. There's no if, ands or buts about it. Right. And that's fine. But, you know, we were kind of talking about money and I said, you know, yeah, we could have had more money in our 401k. Yeah. We could have saved more money. I said, but I think when I, you know, look back, there's this time with the kids that's like, you know, I don't know, let's just call it seven to 17. I'm sure, you know, I'm just making it up right now that 
where I spent probably a bulk of our money on vacations, probably more than we should have, let's say. But when you come to this point where you see it kind of winding down, you go, hey, that was okay. Like, you know, listen, I can survive retired, right? I'm not worried so much about that, but it's never going to have that time. Now, yes, when I'm retired, you know, when I have grandkids, man, like I'm not there yet. So I don't want to speak on that, you know, but I just, I can't imagine it's the same as having kids. Like, I mean, it's different, right? Like, yeah. so I'm not adverse. And I think that's like what I would tell other people too, especially about Disney. Like, man, I'm not telling you to go out there and blow your life savings, but, you know, kind of keep in mind that, you know, that time is definitely fleeting. And if you have to kind of put more of what you would, you know, money-wise into those years when you have kids, I think it's worth it. I mean, I don't know. I'll let you know when I'm 65 or 61. Like, you know, I'll let you know how that works out for me. But I just feel like I said, as I'm coming to the end, it, it's definitely, it's definitely, in a, you know, a, a different feeling per se. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you there, Damon. Cause I like, even, even though I'm not quite there yet, I, you're feeling I know, it though. Yeah. You know, like we, we've definitely made choices like you, you know, we, we've spent more on vacations than maybe we should have at certain points, but it's like, yeah, you know, that, that extra party cost us, you know, a couple hundred dollars, but it's worth it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it has, it has some well, emotional weight. It does. And, it and Trevor, work, right. Yeah. What you'll realize is, is that as you know, they get older, like my kids tell me things like that, you know, they've enjoyed that I kind of even forgot about that I'm glad we did, right? Like, so when you yeah. talk about like that sort oh, totally. of stuff, yeah. I think it's, it's it's a big impact to them. And and I think that's where Disney is, you know, impactful in things that you do. Like, you know, did my two boys love behind the seeds? <laughs> you know, probably not, but they'll remember it, right? And like, that's kind of the thing. So, you know, as we kind of like wind down the show, I would just say that that's kind of my advice. And listen, there's people that, you know, are older than me and way more, you know, intelligent have done it differently. And that's cool too. But for me personally, I would say that like, I'm okay with, you know, kind of putting out that money for certain things, which is why I would do the, you know, the Africa safari thing too, you know, the animal kingdom safari. Wild I, Africa I, track, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. It's going to cost me over a thousand dollars, but you know, I spend a thousand dollars on stupid things that we all do at some point, right? Sure. Like, so I'd rather spend it to something that I think is kind of worthwhile. The, the only downside is, is there's no photo pass, right? I didn't do photo pass. I don't know. I think next year we, we were all kind of three of us were talking about, right? Maybe doing, um, doing a trip. pass and yeah. pass just be just for that, right? Just it was, I do miss that part of it, but it's just, it's not cost effective. What am I do? Photo pass for the day? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. you it's, just have one day. So, yeah, you just have one day. Even if I had two days, it's still kind of not worth it. So, that would be the only downside. I mean, you know, phones are getting better. I did take a lot of pictures with my phone, and what I've been trying to do is like uh, edit them right before you know I, I post them, but I just feel like you know that would have been nice to have some of those photo passes, but. Hey, is what it is. I get that. I, so you know, trip. honestly, everyone I've heard that's done the Wild Africa Trek said it's like amazing. So I think oh, okay. well worth the money for you. So good, good, good. And I'm speaking as somebody who just spent like $300 on Lego. So for myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so listen, I I kind of still wanted to, I we probably don't have a lot of time, a lot of time left here, right? But um, really quickly, I, do you guys want to talk quickly about the Star Wars game that was announced? Or anything else that's on the I mean, list? I don't, but Trevor might. You so, don't, you so don't he, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, let, let, let me throw this out there. Is that, yeah, so so they announced this uh, Star Wars, um, oh, what is it called now? I totally Outlaws? forgot the name. 
Outlaws. Outlaws. Yes. Thank you. So, Wait, so is it a sandbox game though. So no yeah, open so, world. Yeah. So it well, it's made by um, or it's made by a studio that works for uh, Ubisoft. Which for okay. anyone that plays games, you know Ubisoft. Yeah. Their big thing is Assassin's Creed. And yep. my only knock on this is that, you know, it's definitely going to be Star Wars and it'll sell and everything. But Ubisoft is really good at making very generic open world games where it's like, like there's, it's kind of a copy paste formula they have at this point. And that's my only worry about it is that they'll take like, oh, it's Star Wars, but it's like playing another Assassin's Creed game. So that's, that's I mean, all I could, I'm worried about. I, with I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, I mean, an MMORPG is where we would want to be, but we've already seen that. Everyone you know wants Knights of the Old Republic to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not super interested in this. I don't have that sort of time like to do that sort of stuff anymore. I feel like, yeah. you know, th- open that's- world's hard, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a lot of time. And, and, you know, I would rather have like a very tight story instance, like, mm. uh, like oh. Last Jedi and stuff. But yeah, yeah, sure. So, so actually, you know what? One of the big things I forgot, which again is totally not Disney Disney related at all, but I thought it would be interesting because I kind of right. I know our viewing audience as well. So I hadn't realized there's this new form of you know fantasy books. It's called lit RPG. Are you guys familiar at all? I am not familiar with no. That, no. Okay, I, so I so so, this, yeah. so what it is is it's like reading about someone playing D anD. d which again, like that's probably a bad explanation for it, but it's kind of what it is, right? So hmm. it was like um, I've read a lot of fantasy books, but there's been books where, like, you know, people from our world are teleported into, let's say, a fantasy world. This is not really like that. This is that they know they're playing a game. They're in this fantasy world, and they know they're playing a game. So the one I just read had like um, it was super awesome. Like the the book would like kind of keep along with their stats. And they would know when they got like, let's say, you know, a plus two dexterity ring because the game, right, would send a message to their mind that, hey, you know, you have a plus two dexterity ring. I found it like the perfect sort of book for vacation. Listen, I I love fantasy, but I'm not trying to read, you know, Patrick Rutherford or, you know, Martin. Yeah. Like on vacation. I'm just not trying to do it. I need a book I pick up and I can put down. I can do all that. So, um I just thought this was very interesting. The one that I read, I don't even remember what it was. I know there was five books. Dude, I was blazing through them on vacation, right? And I was like, wow, these are pretty good. So there's totally bubblegum fantasy. They are not in depth at all, right? That's not what they meant meant to be. Um, They were really good. So for anyone that kind of is thinking about that, it's, it's especially a very good vacation book. I think that's why I kind of brought it up because it fit well with our schedule and being at Disney. Just another another thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then I guess the only only other thing here too, if we're not going to talk anymore about the Star Wars game, so they announced a whole bunch of holiday stuff. Uh, Bro, it is way too early. I saw that on the thing, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm, I'm don't like, do this to me, man." Well, <laughs> my ninety eight degrees. Please don't do this. My to me. my, my two biggest takeaways: uh, they announced a new after hours uh, event at Hollywood Studios called Disney Jollywood Nights, and there's going to be like a whole thing hosted by hosted by Kermit and Piggy, Miss Piggy. Should be okay. kind of cool. Okay. Uh, although that's it's outside. competing with Very Merry Christmas Party, which is kind of interesting. But, but I, think interesting. It, I think Very Merry Christmas Party needs competition because yeah, it's too yeah. acting crazy. So, yeah. oh, you know what? I, I wanted to tell you guys, I actually listened to the podcast because like uh, super bored driving. And I listened last week. So, dude, I'm like the Hershey Park dude, 
Like, see, I was like, oh, man, if Damon was here, he'd be like all about Chocolate World with me. <laughs> so we've stayed at the spa. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, right. We've stayed at the spot. We used to go every year and we would go from our friend with our friends from New Jersey and kind of all go, right? Because for me, it was two and a half. So you could do it yeah. in a day, but we've also stayed there, right? And we've stayed at the, what is that? The chocolate hotel, whatever the, the nice place. The Hershey is, right? Hotel and the Hershey Hotel. We stayed at the lodge. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And we stayed at the lodge as well. We've stayed at, but we've used to go there all the time. Um, I love that place so much. <laughs> and, you know, because we're talking about going next year for a short trip. Because it's actually not that bad from here, Tom. Maybe worse for you than me. Yeah, I'm not sure. Bit, yeah, yeah. But bit. it's not that bad. Like, so we're thinking about doing like that eight next hours, year. probably right for me. Yeah. Oh no, like it's, it's eight hours than... for me. Yeah. So probably like six for you. Yes, I think it may be six and a half or something like that, which That's is totally doable. And yeah. since we're going to Dollywood this year, we're like, oh, we should go to Hershey. And the kids' faces lit up like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we love <laughs> I have never been to the water park portion of Hershey oh. because if you're going for the day – you're kind of like, yeah, I'm not trying to go to the water park and ride water. home all wet. Yeah. Yeah. But if we stay for a couple of days, I'm kind of like, hey, that water park looks really good. Like, I'm excited to try it. So I think next year you'll you'll get a detour trip from uh, Hershey as well. There you go. See, I, I knew you'd be with me on this because I was like. I was I, so mad, I, though, in the car. I was like, I can't believe they're talking about Hershey. Like, that's my jam. <laughs> Comet was like one of the first rides. And then you had like chocolate versus peanut butter, which is like the knockoff Buzz Lightyear. Like, dude, these guys are killing me. There was something else you guys talked about that I was upset about, too, but I forget now. I, I Her- Well, that's what you get for going to Disney. <laughs> that's what you uh, get. Uh, no, I, I, I was thinking to myself, I, I might have said it on the show, too. I was like, oh, man, I wish Damon was here because I know he, he's been to Hershey. Like, you, you have it. it I just knew you had to have gone. And I was like, listen, I can't be driving through that area and not stop at Chocolate World. It's like, you just yes. you have to stop at Chocolate World. It's like, it's just, it's a thing you got to do. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but Damon, I, I was saying you don't smell the chocolate in the air anymore. I don't know. That's maybe disappointing. It is, right? Like, and I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it was just that day, like the winds were blowing a different way or so. I don't know. But it used to, I mean, Trevor, I'm not kidding. Like, you'd walk out and it was like an overwhelming yeah, yeah. smell of chocolate. Like, oh, I, I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, yeah. it seems to be, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it was just, it was a windy day or something. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> but the one last thing I was going to say, back to back to Christmas, the other part that I thought was interesting <laughs> is they're not bringing back the lights on the, on, uh, on, on Cinderella Castle, which, you know, for years brought the giant crane behind the castle for, you know, that people hated. So maybe that's why they finally decided to not do it again. I don't I wonder know. if maybe they've, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, you know what? They, they probably have another plan in place. And I wonder if maybe they're figuring out some way of doing it without having to bring the crane out every year. Because that crane was an eyesore. Like it ruined everybody's yeah. pictures and like, yeah, it just stunk. So, yeah. all right. But, so we don't have to talk yeah, anymore about this. <laughs> yeah, we, we should like, let's talk more about Christmas when it's actually closer to Christmas. Because it's, it's not even summer here yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. All right. Let, let's wrap it up then. Let's wrap up. All right. Okay. Um, as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us uh, at welcome home or welcome home podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting your questions and, sh- you know, you sharing your trip reports and stuff like that with us. So uh, keep that coming. And if you want to find us on social media, you can always find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. Same thing on YouTube. Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, it's Welcome Home Picks. Um, so, you know, make sure you follow us there for any time we do uh, go to the parks. You know, we do try and 
we we try and post stuff. Um, also, if you're on Facebook, uh, check out Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. That's our Facebook group, which has lots of our awesome listeners that you can talk about Disney stuff with. And, you know, it's, it's a very chill, fun group. And, you know, everyone's been great there at, you know, sharing their own Disney stuff and just in general. And it's always uh, it's always great to, you know, um, get a laugh in there from time to time because there, there's lots of uh, very, very funny people that post in there. And uh, if you want to help support the show, you can always go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our merchandise. Uh, lots of different stuff in there um, from t-shirts to fanny packs and mugs maybe and stuff new shirts like that. in September. I don't know. Maybe September. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We will, we'll be, we'll be working on some, some new stuff here that, uh, um, st- yeah, stay tuned for that. That's still in progress. Um, if, uh, Patreon's more your speed though, you can also go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out our different rates, uh, different, uh, levels of support, which, uh, all give you access to our discord server, which is another, place that we like talking with our fans and uh just our um, patreon also has exclusive uh logos that you can't get anywhere else so it's it's it has its own different style of the welcome home podcast logo so if that's something that you're interested in please have a look at that and last but not least if you are listening to us on itunes or spotify leave us a five-star review so that uh, it can help other people find the show and if it's on itunes please write us a review because uh, you know, we love hearing people share what they think about the show. Yeah, and I, I don't have any reviews this week, but yeah, please, please, please send us yeah. some reviews. Yeah. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app available. Just a reminder to our listeners Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Uh, a huge thank you to uh, Derek from uh, DVC Resale Market for joining us on today's episode and for uh, DVC Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. And, of course, World of DVC for their continued support of the show. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Park discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair How she can cuddle Is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole Found her in a sugar bowl